You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. It's Thursday, April 2nd. I'm Oscar Ramirez from the Daily Dive podcast in Los Angeles, and this is your daily coronavirus update. The CDC is considering recommendations for people to wear face masks while out in public. Previously, the recommendation was not to buy any masks as medical workers needed them and they were in short supply. But we have gone to the point where we need to step up efforts to stop the spread of coronavirus. Masks reduce the spread of infectious disease by catching microbes expelled by the wearer and also protecting them from outside microbes. And while they might not catch everything, there's a strong case we should all be wearing masks during a pandemic. Ferris Jaber, writer for Wired, joins us for how wearing face masks could help. Thanks for joining us, Ferris. Yes, thank you for having me. We're going to be talking about face masks. The CDC is considering recommending the general public start wearing face coverings in public. There's been a lot of back and forth. Uh, obviously, when this whole pandemic started, especially here in the United States, the officials were telling people don't buy face masks because there was a critical shortage for medical workers that needed them. Then they said, hey, if you're sick, maybe you should wear it. But uh, if you're healthy, you don't need to. Now all of this is changing. Uh, the guidelines might be changing very soon. But uh, Ferris, you wrote an article about how it's kind of time to face it, face the facts that masks do work. Uh, even if they're not 100% effective, what they do provide could help help the spread of the COVID-19 as we're experiencing it right now. So in other words, any little bit helps kind of thing. Uh, Ferris, tell us a little bit more about that. That's right. So the, the official guidance from the CDC and the WHO has been that masks are not effective when it comes to the general public, that they are effective for healthcare workers, but there's not really strong evidence that they can help prevent you know, members of the general public from getting a respiratory illness. But when you really look at the evidence as a whole, I think there is pretty, pretty compelling reasons that uh, 
members of the general public should wear masks as well. Um, and so there's different kinds of masks that kind of get lumped together sometimes. The N95 respirators are the, the most efficient and effective. And those are the ones that are really essential for, for healthcare workers who perform procedures that generate these really tiny respiratory droplets that are difficult to filter out. And for most people, that level of protection is not necessary because we're not constantly in contact with infected people the way that doctors and nurses are. And then the second level is a surgical mask, which is usually a soft pleated rectangle. And those work really well um, too. And then uh, doctors and nurses use those all the time as well when they're not doing high risk procedures. But unfortunately right now in the US and many other countries, there's simply too massive a shortage of N95s and surgical masks for the public to use those. You know, any, any new ones that are produced really should be going to hospitals and healthcare workers. So the best option for everybody else right now is to make fabric masks at home. Um, and there are a few studies that have examined how well fabric masks work against against influenza and other respiratory diseases. And the answer is not as well as surgical masks or N95s, but still surprisingly well. They definitely provide some protection. And um, if, you know, there's increasing evidence that with COVID, there's a lot of people who are infected but don't realize it. They don't have noticeable symptoms. So they could be out and about on their essential tasks, buying food or medicine, spreading the virus without realizing it because they don't feel that anything is wrong. So if everybody puts on a mask, that could powerfully reduce the risk of, of transmitting the virus. And, and that's exactly why the guidelines might be changing. It's for these people that are asymptomatic that could be spreading it and not knowing it. Most of these droplets, these respiratory droplets that get uh, thrown out there, uh, it happens when you're talking, but mostly when you're coughing or sneezing is when they're going to be traveling distances that could be uh, uh, dangerous to people. You were talking about some studies that were done on different types of masks and, and, and alternatives. Uh, there was one that came out in 2013 where scientists compared the filtration efficiency of the surgical mask to linens, uh, a silk scarf, a kitchen towel, vacuum cleaner bags. Tell us how that one turned out. Yeah, that's an interesting study which has been cited a lot because they really looked at quite a wide variety of homemade materials, you know, household materials a lot of people would have access to. And um, the vacuum cleaner bag turned out to be the second best after the surgical mask because it is so dense and tightly right. woven. But the problem is that it's really uncomfortable to wear a vacuum cleaner bag over your face for a long period of time. I just so they ended up um, favoring I the uh, cotton T-shirt and the... Um, kitchen towel, because those are both fairly dense, but still breathable and still comfortable. They have some elasticity to them. And they really they really thought that a, a homemade mask made out of a cotton T-shirt was the best option. Um, I, I recently heard someone doing something kind of clever. So certain certain homemade fabric masks that you can buy on Etsy or that people are making in their communities have a pocket in them. And some people will buy a manufactured filter. It's just sort of like a little pad that you slip into that pocket. But somebody said that they put a vacuum cleaner bag or part of one inside that pocket, which I think is, is a pretty good idea. It's worth trying. As long as you can breathe through it, that's okay. You know, you, you don't want to impede your breathing too much, but you want to get something that's that's pretty tight and dense to be able to block out those particles. I, when I saw that part of that study, I mean, I immediately chuckled a little bit because I remember the big vacuum bags from when I was a kid, you know, having to do chores. And I was like, I would have to put a whole bag on my head right. for this to work. But okay, so the question is, uh, you know, these N95s and these surgical masks, 
they have filters in them. If uh, people need to make one at home, you know, out of a T-shirt, claw, other claws, whatever, what should they be doing for that filter to, to be able to filter out as much as they can? Right. So the filter that's used in N95s and surgical masks is, is a really special kind of material. It's usually called melt-blown fabric or, or spun fabric, and it's basically cotton candy plastic. It's, you know, it's extremely tiny filaments of plastic and it's produced by machines that cost millions of dollars to construct and they're massive, massive machines. So it's really difficult to replicate that kind of material exactly. So, you know, still okay though to just have cotton or just have a towel over your face because the the idea really is to catch the brunt of a cough or a sneeze you know there's there's all these large globs of mucus that are visible that you're going to catch and stop and those all contain virus in them and, as well so you don't you don't only have to prevent the really tiny particles with a, with a special manufactured filter but some people you know that will um, try to find these uh, sort of filter replacements that are meant to be slipped inside fabric masks. Um, they're, you know, they were, I think they're more common in Asia than, than they are in the West, but they are sort of out there and some people will find them online. But that, I don't, you know, that's really not necessary. I, I think it, for most people, it's it's okay just to have one or two layers of cotton or another another suitable material. That's basically where we've gotten to this point. Early on, they said, hey, don't buy the masks because medical professionals need them and you're not going to wear it right either. And you're going to be touching your face. But we've gotten to this point where we really want to stem the flow of this spread. And at this point, anything helps. Uh, you know, just as you mentioned, you know, even wearing some the cotton t-shirt is going to catch at least the biggest parts of a cough or a sneeze. And so this is the point that we're at. And, and this is why these recommendations might be changing. That's right. And and it's a good point to bring up the use of masks because it, it does make a big difference in how effective they are. And, you know, there there are some basic guidelines to follow just as there are, you know, with hand washing. And it's it's really not that difficult to learn. I think the most important thing is to remember is that when you should you really have to treat the mask like something that is very sterile and sanitized so when when you before you put it on wash your hands once you have it on your face go out and do whatever you have to do and do not touch the mask don't fidget with it don't take it off for anything just leave it alone uh, when you come back home remove the mask by the strings or the ear loops do not touch the front piece which has probably caught microbes in it and then immediately sanitize that by putting it into a hot wash if it's a fabric mask or if you've made a disposable paper mask just throw it away immediately and that those are really the the basic steps you need to know to make sure that you're not accidentally contaminating yourself with a mask there was a line you put in your article that says the collective evidence makes a strong case for universal mask wearing during a pandemic and and there was two things that you mentioned throughout the article you know if you look at photos of americans during the 1918 influenza pandemic which a lot of people have been referencing as of lately because of this you know, you see a lot of photos, people are all wearing masks. And then uh, beyond that, culturally in Japan, it's rude if you're not wearing one, if you're sick, because you don't want to get other people sick. I just was on a trip to Japan uh, in December, right before all of this started. And yeah, they're everywhere. And, and it's just a, a normal practice for them. Coupled all this together, you know, yeah, it very much does make the case for when something is going around like this, we should be protecting ourselves, even if it's not with an N95 or a surgical mask specifically. Exactly. And it's really interesting that 
you know, Japan and some of the other Asian countries, which have had repeated experiences with epidemics and pandemics that we haven't had here in the U.S. since 1918, they are the countries where mask wearing is much more culturally ingrained. And they're also some of the countries that are handling this pandemic a lot better. They're having much better outcomes so far. And it's absolutely true. There's many other factors at play. You know, they've acted faster. They've acted more rigorously. Um, but a lot of people think the masks are a big part of that as well. And it's also interesting that in 1918, it was actually America's widespread use of masks that originally inspired Japan to start doing the same, which seems so odd today because it's so culturally ingrained there and so foreign and almost taboo here. But J Japanese health authorities were, were directly inspired by Americans recommending that everybody wrap their faces in gauze. Yeah, I, I'm sure everybody's going to be seeing a lot of guides online for how to make your own masks. I've already seen a bunch, but I'm sure there's going to be increased posts regarding that. I'm sure we'll start getting it together on that front. I don't know if it'll ever become a, a cultural thing here in the United States, but uh, it's definitely something to watch out for, at least on that. Right. Ferris Jaber, writer for Wired. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been your Daily Coronavirus Update. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday. So follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially Especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Are you feeling overwhelmed by anxiety? struggling to find restful sleep or plagued by a restless inability to focus, it's time to break free from the chains of mental health challenges and discover a path to healthy living. Welcome to Amen University, founded by renowned psychiatrist and brain health expert, Dr. Daniel Amen. Dr. Amen, alongside a team of esteemed doctors and experts in their fields, understands the struggles you're facing and are here to offer solutions. From debilitating anxiety to sleepless nights filled with worry, our courses are meticulously crafted to target 
target these specific challenges head on. Join us on a journey of transformation led by Dr. Amen and a roster of top-tier professionals. Say goodbye to the constant battle with your mind and embrace a future filled with hope and possibility. Visit our website today to explore our courses and start your journey towards a brighter tomorrow. Use code BRAIN10 and get 10% off. That's code BRAIN10 and get 10% off your first purchase. Amen University, because your mental health matters.